Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At least I hope we are. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Let us know. Uh, let's do a little like hello, hello, testing. <laughs> hello, everyone. Let us know if you can hear everything clearly. Hopefully, you can. Um, but hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Power Word Talk, where we have introspective discussions with phenomenal writers, artists, and creators to discuss their personal journeys and their amazing work that leaves a positive impact on our community. I'm your host, Utahime, and before we chat with our magnificent guest with us today, uh, I have a few little brief shout outs as per usual. Uh, I am community manager and producer here at CyberNation Uncensored, and we have a wonderful, wonderful community that we would love for you guys to join and be a part of. So um, I have the uh, links in chat for our Discord. Also, too, uh, we love all of the support you guys give us on our various social medias. If you're not following us already, we're pretty much everywhere, including YouTube, and we have our podcast as well. Uh, so uh, we definitely appreciate all of those likes and uh, shares that we see all the time. The support means a lot to us. Also, too, we want to shout out our official sponsors, which is, includes uh, Sirenscape, Fantasy Grounds, Studio Agate, Modifius Entertainment, Lion Banner, and Lake Battle Maps. But last but not least, we got to do a huge thank you to our Patreon subscribers as well for all of the amazing support. Uh, seriously, you guys allow us to continue to put out amazing content on a weekly basis. So uh, we couldn't do that without the support from you guys. So thank you so much. As per usual, I see some people joining. Hello, Wookie. Hello, Crafty. Welcome in. Uh, I will be watching chat on the side. Uh, so if you have any questions or comments, I'll probably be sprinkling those in for our guests today. But let's just get right into it because I've done enough talking. You didn't come here for me. <laughs> you came here for our awesome guest, Matt. Uh, I had the pleasure of actually playing with Matt in a uh, mini campaign for Coyote and Crow over on Creators Assemble. And uh, I'm also too, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm, I, I just so happened to be rocking some uh, fabulous swag from their shop, Gemmed Firefly. So let me just pass it over to you. Do you mind telling the viewers who don't know, but now they should know, who you are, your pronouns, and just a little bit about yourself before we just hop on into the discussion. That game was my pleasure as well because you were fantastic in it. I still <laughs> think of, I still think of all those scenes where you and I had and just, oh my just goodness. staring at everybody was so fun. <laughs> so much fun. We did like the, it was like the good, well, I don't know, is it bad cop, bad cop? 
kind of, yeah, <laughs> it really sort of was. Because in the end, it's like you weren't tell, you weren't sure which one was worse. But <laughs> that, I know, but that that was that was the best part, especially when with the doctor we had to go look for a cat that didn't exist, but excellent, maybe it did. Excellent. Who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, I'm Matt. You may know me as Dungeon Glitch from Twitter or really uh, anywhere that I just kind of pop up. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, as mentioned, I own Gemmed Firefly. If you like nerdy t-shirts or mugs and stuff like this, uh, go to gemmedfirefly.com and uh, that's basically my outlet for my artistic rage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now... As you already mentioned a few of these things that, you know, obviously you have your fashion merch line, uh, you're a musician, which I don't know if you guys remember uh, I, at the beginning of Power Word Talk, <laughs> uh, a little ways back some episodes ago, I was playing Dungeon Glitch's uh, albums on stream. We did have a few little like flags from YouTube because YouTube has, they're so picky that if anything sounds even remotely alike, they flag things. So we just didn't want to run into any issues, but the I listen to it still <laughs> when I'm working on different <laughs> projects. Uh, you also to an author, you're an author and an artist and pro DM, uh, yep. just so many different things <laughs> across the board, so many talents. So I need to know what came first. Was it uh, TTRPGs? Was it your music? Um, just kind of uh, explaining that um, journey and kind of how everything started merging together. Yeah. So for me, uh, D&D came first. Uh, I got into role-playing. Um, it was kind of like a helpful therapeutic escape when I needed it the most. Um, as a as a kid, it was like I grew up kind of like off and on homeless, and we found the books, oh, wow. and I was playing it more or less with uh, ex-cons and gang members. Wow, so, okay. it, so we're playing it to stay out of trouble. And it was mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And it actually it ended up being very helpful. And then from there, I kind of like uh, got out of that scene. Not a lot of us survived it, but we did. And some yeah. of us did. And um, then uh, I played it uh, after college for a little bit. And then um, I put it on hold for a really long time. And uh, I realized uh, everything kind of sucked without it. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to put everything aside. Because in 2020, I was just angry at the world. And it's like... If I don't find something that I enjoy, yeah. if I don't put my energy into something that I love, then I'm going to fall apart. And that's that's when I just decided, it's like, yeah, TTRPG or bust. And that's when I uh, just went all in. So, that's amazing. Yeah. And then uh, basically from that, that kind of led to you also, too, where you're, you, you were writing different adventures and, and uh, getting more involved in the scene that way. Uh, how did that process come about? Um, it, you know, it took me a long time to get to the point where I was publishing mm -hmm. anything. I have to credit um, FIG, the uh, Foundation for Inclusivity in Gaming, which I don't think exists anymore, but um, it, was, it was helping uh, a lot of uh, people of color produce mm -hmm. um, content. And once I had gone through the process, I learned that I didn't need to be afraid of it. And so I went out and I just started making my own. And now I am... I think still in the top five bestsellers on DM's Guild. Ooh. I was number one for the entire summer. That's and now amazing. it's like wild. That so it was a lot is. of fun. Yes. And then you're you're also too, you're um, into obviously graphic design and, and oh, yeah. that side of things. 
uh, was that also to something that uh, you know growing up you just kind of had an artistic uh, talent yeah I fell in love with comic books and I was just like I want to make something like that and um yeah I just I was always always drawing and uh I was good at photography at the time and um yeah I just it it, it, it drawing was one of the first things I realized where it was like you have to practice these mm -hmm. skills you have to actually do it and to sure. do that you have to do it the hard way it's like you have to learn anatomy it's like no one wants to do that <laughs> <laughs> it's like i gotta make some i gotta draw something ugly before i can draw something uh, good is that why no. my stick figures you know had like really big heads no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i mean mine still do so <laughs> uh but yeah it, it, with, with with art uh i was in these art classes with some people that were just geniuses at it they were just they, they, they could see it and they could just make it and I'm just doing it the hard way. I'm just like, okay, so this little diagram here, an ear should go at this level. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, so I just, you know, years of that, it just sort of turned into yeah. seeing the mechanics of it. It's like with writing. Um, uh, I was in journalism for a while. And when you're doing like articles, yeah. they're mechanical. It's not, there's no creative writing about it. It's like, you have to talk about when it happened, where it happened, because otherwise it's not news. And it's yeah. like you got to do it in those, in those, and the rest just kind of like writes itself. So it's all chemistry. And yeah. then it's like, you know, we don't it's care with failing. More of a formula a to it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned comic books. So were there specific uh, fandoms or, or specific <laughs> comic books that really, really uh, influenced you or in your art? Uh, I am an X Men fan through and through. Yes. I love X Men, X -Men so much. Number one, X Men. I'm still reading it. <laughs> now, now I know why I was drawn to it, but I'm I'm curious why that was just like for you the comic book series that you connected with the most. I, you know, I think it's because I, I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do, mm -hmm. and um, like like X Men is supposed to be about uh, oppressed people yeah. doing the thing, and uh, watching it like I kind of relate to that, but I didn't know why I was. I'm like, okay, these guys are underdogs. Everyone hates them. I'm with it, and yeah. but like I, I'll go and I'll see the Avengers, and it's like everyone loves them. Captain America, everyone's great. Billionaire Tony Stark, I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like eh, I don't know if it's, it's like as Bruce relatable. Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> I know for Superman, I definitely was like, I, uh, uh, he was just so perfect that I was just yeah. like, uh, you know, I I go for the kind of flawed and more complex. Yeah. <laughs> Usually me, not no yeah. no knock against it like cuz I know we probably have some fans. I don't want to have people mad at me for saying that, but I get, I get what you're saying. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like yeah, give me give me Iceman who uh, Bobby Drake who who struggles with yeah. his entire identity of being a mutant and then soon his sexuality. Give me that. I'll hang yeah. out with him. Yeah. That's cool. It's, for sure. It took a long time for them to start adding depth to Kal-El. Yeah. Know, so. <laughs> Were there any other uh, fandoms as well that really um, uh, growing up just kind of stuck with you? Oh boy, um, let me see. Uh, a lot of from like video games and stuff like that. Like I love Mass Effect and yes, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm sure I, I'm sure there's a ton, but I just, I'm just 
blanking on because no 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 i mean no that totally (laughs) i mean x-men and mass effect also like two both great (laughs) fandoms and there's Uh, also a mass effect uh ttrpg which i don't know have you had a chance to play that i haven't played it yet no i would love to though i've heard great things but that's okay Uh, that's that's one on the list of uh games that we have to play yeah yeah just give me a krogan we're gonna be fine (laughs) (laughs) now kind of going into it as far as um you know, you are a, a proud mixed native, and I can definitely identify with that as well. Um, you know, how how did that, you know, because you grew up, you're a Boston native as well. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So, so you know, how did that kind of impact as far as just like that connection with your culture, kind of, you know, when it comes to your work and your art, but also to in, in an area where I, I don't necessarily know many uh, Boston na- natives, natives, natives. Yeah, <laughs> There, there, yeah, you know what? I'm from here, and I don't either. Um, yeah, we used to do these um, powwows. Uh, we would go down to um, Rhode Island to do it. Okay. And uh, we would do it, like, once a month when I was growing up. It was... Uh, oh, and please mention to everyone uh, your, your yeah. tribe. I'm, I'm Mohawk, so it's a Ganyangahaga to represent. Yay. But, uh, you know, I'm not... I'm not like uh, I think due to blood quantum I'm not official anymore. So it's huh. weird. I have this strange like 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 a- attachment to the culture because I grew up in it and I didn't know that you could potentially not be included. So that's a, that that yeah. was something I struggled with in my identity mm-hmm. uh, in middle age because I'm like 38 now and that's something like I had no I was, idea. Yeah, when <laughs> I'm 30 now, it's like when, when I was 30, it's like. I, I wanted to dip more back into it. And they're like, yeah. no. I'm like, <laughs> like, well, they said, no, I guess that's it. It's like, no, okay, we're going to see what we can do about this. And I was like, I like, I know the culture. I grew up right. in it. And it's so difficult. And um, yeah, Cause my, my, my grandmother was like a teacher of okay. the culture. Wow. So like, amazing. I know so much about it. And yeah. I love it. You grew up, that's literally growing up, surrounded yeah. around it. And then, um, yeah. It's so weird, and at the same time, it's like I'm 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 mixed in general. Like I'm I'm Asian as well, mm-hmm. Hawaiian, and it's so strange because like people look at you and like they have no idea. Yeah, so no. Is that, is there always that weird <laughs> question. Did. Wait, what are you? That that's my yeah. favorite question because you just are like human. Yeah, I'm a human being. You know, <laughs> and like and like everyone wants to like like I I understand like like that it can be an offensive question but at, to, at this point to me it's almost a sport oh yeah because it's like i just I'm like what do you think I <laughs> it's like let's see if you can guess and i i get like the weirdest responses and i kind of enjoy them like i was i was dating a woman and she waited like three dates to ask me and i'm just like what do you think and she goes i don't know Himalayan or something? I'm like, that's a cool <laughs> answer. I like that a lot. Like, sure. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> add that to the list. No, that that is uh, that's the famous the famous game. I think that a lot of us who are mixed, we love uh, kind of you know you know see what people so come where up are with. Your parents from? Yes. Yep. And the way that people kind of like now they're trying to politely skirt around, but they really want to know. Uh, but yep. this, yeah, that's always <laughs> fun. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, do you feel like now, um, you know, now that you, uh, as you mentioned, you were like, you know, kind of connect, reconnecting as you got older, um, do you feel like you've now kind of been speaking out more about it and um, kind of the complexity of, you know, the fact that it's 
a lot of people have been experiencing where it's like you're not this enough or you're not that enough yeah. and i feel like i've seen where you kind of talked and, and shared about that on you know you know online yeah. and your social media before well the i don't know the the experience of being just like mixed is interesting to me and it's something that i'm kind of uh drawing more passion into and uh helping people with because um the more people i speak to that have it there's so many like random self-esteem issues they don't they, they, they don't feel like they, they belong places in cases where it's like you're shunned from you, the the cultures you don't have them it's like you're telling me like a quarter of my genes are blank is that yeah. is, is that and, and it's and it's difficult too because when people want to belong to these cultures and they're yeah. They they feel like they're worthless because they can't connect to it. Or uh, like like say you are part of a culture but you didn't grow up in it. How do you relate to it? Do you have yes. the right to relate to it? And the answer is yes, you should. It's not always going to be going, going to be easy. Um, like me, I just became certified as a uh, um, first American sensitivity writer, and that's the term they use for Native Americans now, oh, wow. as I'm told. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's it's uh, everything's just a touchy topic. Everyone wants to be super careful. I've, a lot of people want to be respectful. At the same time, some people are just trying to be real. And it's mm -hmm. finding a balance sure. and purpose and being respectful. And, um, you know, when you're outside of that, I find, like, one superpower when you're mixed, though, is you have the ability to criticize the cultures you're a part of. <laughs> it's like, I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> and they're like oh yeah right i forgot you're like yep <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah so if you're mixed and you're, you're struggling with it just understand that being mixed in itself yep. is a culture yes you know like ex existing mm -hmm. outside of that is a valid experience and there's a lot of power in there if yes. you just recognize yourself and then you know you look around and you see there's so many other mixed people that are in the mm -hmm. same boat yeah you are not alone at all. No, so. not in the slightest. And I, I really love you sharing that because I feel like it did take, you know, I'm in my 30s and it, it took years for me to kind of find that self-acceptance and also too to not feel like I had to just be attached to just one of the cultures that I'm mixed with, but also being like, no, this is, this. it's a beautiful thing to be, yeah. uh, to basically have all of these different cultures that are part of you it's 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 a really wonderful thing and and i i love that you kind of do bring that up and and i think that a lot of people really i know for i for one definitely it motivated me for sure to just even be more proud of it um yeah. so thank you thank you for for that um i also too because i i had no idea you mentioned that you experienced um homelessness and um that um whole situation oh, yeah. and you know, as far as just like obstacles, you know, especially as a as a creator, uh, that can be very tough, especially because sometimes, you know, the environment that you're in, uh, some people get very discouraged. It's it's how do you address those obstacles when you face them and, and overcome them ultimately, especially as a creative, because I feel like creatives, you're you're you have to be in a certain mindset to to kind yeah. of be more artistic and to do all these different things. And you do a lot. I, you know, I, I, I think about it. Because when you're in it, you know, it's miserable. You, yeah. You're dealing with stuff. It's not great. Um, but you do develop that uh, survivor 
mentality and you try to be a good if, if you're trying to be a good person and it makes it almost harder because yeah. uh, you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of examples of it around you it's like hey i'm yeah. currently a victim of capitalism but yeah. you know you you sort of if you can if you can find the strength and the motivation and the will to, to do what you need to do like i i went to school i was homeless this time i was living in a truck uh, but it wasn't like it wasn't the worst it was kind of a game i just like i'm like i have no choice but to do this yeah and um looking back on when i was like partially homeless in like high school yeah. that was actually like some of the best memories i have because like some wow. of the people that, that i was okay. that i was playing D D with and stuff it was like we lived outside the rules of a lot of things mm -hmm. and uh we could get into random adventures and stuff like that and like i think about it like as a writer as a storyteller a lot of times if you're writing something and you have like a kid as a main character yeah. you have to separate them from their parents for their adventure to start it's one of the first yeah. things that has to happen they need to be on their own mm -hmm. i was an adventure protagonist that whole time <laughs> <laughs> like you were living it <laughs> yeah so like, like i i i have no shortage of stories from that now but it's yeah. it's it's interesting too because like I don't know. I, I you you develop this confidence that you can get through stuff. And that'll help a lot. Even though you know I'm st I still have ridiculous anxiety uh, over si over silly things because that's just how I am. But uh, I'm super shy still, and uh, it's fun. <laughs> but you, it, it's like you just kind of go through it because like yeah. yeah, well you know life's just gonna keep happening, and that's why I'm always. Uh, I don't know, working on so many different things because it's like, well, I'm going to do what I want and hopefully yeah. it'll make some money because why not? For sure. I don't want to be that again. So. <laughs> it's like that extra motivation, like uh, determination uh, that pushes you to, to yeah. put out more content and, and do these different things because you think of how far you've come for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's developed an active anxiety in me where it's like I have to constantly work. For better or for worse, that's what I have. That's why I produce so much, because I don't know how to sit still. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a common thread with a lot of <laughs> creators in general. It's just uh, sitting still. It's always, it's just, you, you feel like something's missing. <laughs> you yeah. need, you gotta, you gotta get back at it. I mean, you're technically working right now. You yeah. Know, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and just going into the fact that you're right you're writing and the inspiration behind that so you have a wonderful book um i'm gonna go ahead and switch it over so that way so people can see some of the um the cool little images some awesome photos including some some boss headshots uh, of you uh <laughs> but also too you have uh i believe it's two volumes of it of your entitled yeah. uh, 101 story questions for world building yeah. now I want you to explain the inspiration for writing this book and uh, some of the advice, I guess, that people can find uh, as a DM and, and, or a GM, uh, you know, as far as just working on building world lore of any sure. kind. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> well, I'm on a podcast called The Etherlog uh, with uh, Sam Comerford, Christine Collar, Mark Akusha, and uh, Taito Maki Lex, if you know them. Um, and uh, we were making a world from complete scratch, and it was just kind of like, all right, so what do we want to make? So I came up with a whole bunch of questions to try to inspire us to create this world, and then I ended up with the list, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put this out. 
<laughs> and uh, I polished it up a whole bunch, added some art, made it pretty, yeah, formatted it and all that stuff. But that's like, like about um, 65 of those questions in the first volume are what we were working with when we made the Etherlog. And um, yeah, it was really cool because I don't know, that's just something that I, I, I always, I come from like a, a journalism background. So yeah. asking people questions and getting to deeper sections of things or, or finding out things people like aren't thinking of but might enjoy yeah. working on. I don't know, instead of mutant power or just something I just do. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Tell it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. So what if, so so you're, you have this character, right? Where mm -hmm. is their, what is their address and what is their neighbor like? And uh, I was like, oh, I never thought about that. My character yeah. exists in this world. This world has, I live somewhere. Yeah. And then uh, that's how they get attached to their character a little more. And now we have a neighborhood. That's it. I mean, they just do these little things here. Mm -hmm. um, straight up asking players, we need a location where monks like to fight when no one's looking. What does that look like? And suddenly you have a little, little fight club. <laughs> you know, it could be whatever. <laughs> Underneath but, uh, the monastery, underground yeah. <laughs> fight club. On top of the bars. Yeah, they fight on the rooftops. It could be anything. And, like, and, yeah. and when you let players run wild and have that uh, that freedom to do so, they also mm -hmm. get more and more attached to the world and uh, keep them showing up and off their phones. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and that's interesting because in my head, you know, sometimes you, you, you think, okay, the, the you know, you would, you would be so focused as far as just like D, as a DM where it's just you kind of coming up with all these things, but you're actually getting inspiration also from your players to add into the world, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and as a DM, like, secret, it makes the work a lot less, the, the burden is lightened when you have the players creating <laughs> things for you. And all you have to do is connect the dots and be like, I know where I can use that. They won't see it coming, but you know, and then when it comes up, they can feel that extra bit of gratitude because they created it and you made it work and yes. you made it special. And uh, that's how the memories get made. And that's what's important. <laughs> Logan says, let's go hunting dragon eggs. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What Now, what have you found is, is the, the main thing that uh, I guess uh, DM or GM kind of struggles with when it comes to, um, you know, building the world or, or creating a world that's that's interesting that keeps the players engaged. Um, I can't speak for all GMs. Uh, I know or like for a common my... question, I guess you would Yeah, yeah, right. So one thing that I guess people have come to me before mm -hmm. about for it is um and this is like <laughs> this is also my experience too. And it's I feel sometimes when uh, GMs are restricted to a campaign setting that they didn't write, they feel like they need to be respectful and accurate and all that stuff. And suddenly making the game is like walking on eggshells for the person who's running it. And um, suddenly like you don't know what you can and can't do because you don't want a player to call you out on it, but you don't want to be wrong, but you want to be creative and you feel like you have this this, this, this creative freedom to do stuff, but you want to stay true to mm -hmm. uh, the information. But like, you know, if you have a homebrew, then whatever you say goes. And it's like, 
finding that balance yeah. or, you know, making all the rules to your homebrew too, where, you know, they, they, this is the history. We also got to stay true to that. It's being aware, giving yourself permission to make things up and uh, staying honest with your players mm-hmm. about it all. So that's, re- that's really good advice. And I feel like those are all things that in my head, why I have a certain anxiety about potentially running a game. It's that, that, you know, you kind of get in your head about these things and really the way that you just kind of explained it, it just simplifies. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we're back. It, it seemed like there was a, uh, a glitch that was not caused by dungeon glitch, <laughs> but we're back. Hopefully you can see us and hear us. Please let me know um, if there is any more issues. Hopefully we don't have any little blips, um, but we did blip back. <laughs> yeah. So going back up into uh, your the the different TTRPG titles that are currently available, because there's a few, uh, I think on DMs Guild as well, adventures and one shots that you've written. Yeah, I've uh, I, I got the two one shots. They're on um, drive through. Oh, drive through. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm yep. sorry. It was. It's the no, world. It's, uh, it's the world building that's on DM's Guild. Yep. Yeah. So the first one is uh, the first one I did was for my Indonesian heritage, and uh, it's about the uh, uh, helping out the goddess of death. Ooh. Which is really fun. Uh, I thought that one was a lot of cool. It was was interesting because it's really just like, it's not even. It didn't start off as a puzzle. Mm-hmm. When we originally wrote it, it was just going to be like, well, here's your moral quandary. Do you want to help? The goddess of death or not that's really what it's going to come down to and like if you do you do all these nice things it it it, it demanded a little bit of uh suspense of belief mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh I, I like that one a lot but my favorite one is the one i did for uh it's an iroquois legend Ooh. for exactly from 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 my folk my culture and it's basically it's a murder mystery Ooh, I and like that. You're I wanted so to. I, I want to say what it is, but it's a horror story too. Because like, but I, I, like, if I reveal the monster, it's gonna be. Oh, obviously, yes. Okay, we oh. don't, we're not gonna we're not gonna do any spoilers. Oh, so fun though. I highly recommend it, especially if. Uh... <laughs> I, I I will say that the, the, there is a mechanic in the end where if you uh, if you if you complete all the story points, you get an artifact that just summons the monster to your team oh, no. <laughs> as you go. <laughs> I'm like you got to keep this. You got to we got to yeah, do this. Yeah. That's just just, too just good. let them have this. It's like if you get a critical on an attack, it's like a 50% chance this thing will just roll up. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's that has to be nerve-wracking cuz it's just that that chance of <laughs> Yeah. Just a lot fate. Of fun. Boom and Hideous there you go. monster. <laughs> just just flies down, descends and attacks. Oh, I love it. That's so that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I got to do a lot more of those. I haven't written any one shots since. So I did supplements. That's where I'm at. <laughs> supplements for now. Nice. But yeah. it, maybe we get to see see some more of the one shots in the future, though. So that's 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 really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you really handled that disconnect so much better than I would have. I'm, I'm still. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I saw I, I had a little alert pop up and it was, you know, it, it was so kind. It said, you're OBS. It's disconnected, and I'm like, "Oh, that—that's not good. That's not good." Okay, let's try to see. Waited a little bit, 
nope okay time to stop and start <laughs> but you know you just kind of roll with the punches i feel like that's yeah. with technology you never know and streaming is kind of you know sometimes it, it will go smoothly and i know that people have this happen all the time but even during like the ttrpg streams where you, you sometimes that that may just happen and you just figure it out as you go i just admire your composure you were just like yep fixing fixing it's like, <laughs> I, I appreciate bullets. it <laughs> I, I appreciate it I just was like I got to make sure that people who are watching and who've been in chat don't miss out on more you know hearing from from you regarding your awesome journey so that was the most important thing my thing is like we need to make sure that Matt is heard today and going into uh the more swagalicious side of things uh your brand Jim Firefly is fantastic fabulous and obviously i have i have a few <laughs> designs already and uh so does my partner andrew uh now how did uh the brand gem firefly come about and also too i want to know there's always a meaning behind the name so i always i want to know how that came about as well the the origin of the name so yeah you know uh, <laughs> um well, okay, so so the company we made, uh, it was me and two other friends to begin with, and uh, we made it because it was the height of 2020, and mm -hmm. we were absolutely furious with the way that the world was. Um, so I just kind of like, you know, what if I just make a bunch of angry memes and put them on shirts <laughs> for fun? And it's like, and, and I was totally prepared for the whole thing to fail. I'm totally okay with, uh, with with everything not working out, but hey, at least I get to say for a minute I owned a t-shirt company. Um, so we just kind of did it, and uh, it survived long enough for me to have that existential crisis of, hey, I want to move into TTRPG, and that's like, what if I just make those too? Yeah. So like, that's why if you go there, you will find that whole dungeon glitch D&D section, mm -hmm. but off the beaten path, there is that not safe for... All right. We're back. I'm gonna finish this interview. It's, 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 it's the last thing I do, okay? We're gonna do this. All right, we're back. <laughs> okay, we were talking about Matt's awesome merch line, Jim Firefly. We were talking about it and it was made out of spite originally. <laughs> Spite's the word for it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and it, then it turned into something fabulous and wonderful. And with the addition of TTRPG, uh, like shirts and, and such uh, being added. Now, uh, did we say, did we discuss what the name meant? So the name, and I don't know if this is believable, but <laughs> so we, it, it, was, it was me and two other friends, um, my friend Nos and my friend Kata, who some people might know. Um, and uh, so we're just kind of sitting around coming up with the random names and uh, I wanted something that was, that, that sounded like luxury. So I was like, all right, well, cause it was, we were, we, again, we were, it was a meme to us the whole time. Mm -hmm. So uh, like, okay, so gilded, no, gold, no, <laughs> jewels, no, gemmed. That sounds awful. All right, we'll use that. <laughs> 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 and then it's like we just started like picking random random animals and you know, or or mascots and stuff and yeah my friend nas had picked that one and uh so we did like a we did a dice roll off for it and uh that's what won and that's what it was and uh it, it, it had meaning at the time um mm -hmm. and then uh nas 
had other things to work on. So now it's just me and Kata. So we have her name in spirit. So it's fun. Amazing. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love the fact that it was like, oh, that's awful. That's the one. <laughs> Again, kind of leaning hard into that uh, made out of spite. Like, just yeah. like, but it becomes something yeah. beautiful and, and something that everyone appreciates for sure. <laughs> We, we, we were really trying to be like anti-capitalist for it, which is why like, yeah. like, like, like we don't do <laughs> one. It's difficult to say if I tell people what it is, they're like, what is, what is this? And then it's like, uh, it's like people read it and they can't pronounce it. They're like, Jemid, what is Jer? And then, no, like, no, no. Yeah, and like, I, I put it on business cards. Doesn't make sense. And they're like, cause it doesn't even look like it would be. How does this relate to t-shirts or anything like that? I just yeah. want something random. It's totally random. It's not connected to TTRPG or anything. It's not even hate related for, uh, <laughs> for, for the anger that I had towards capitalism. capitalism. So yes. that's why, you know, it's ultimately, it's it's a meme hobby project. All of our profits have gone to charities and all that stuff. So it's a lot of fun. We just do it. I love that, though. I love it. And then also, too, the giving back, uh, you know, kind of also, too, in that, like, yeah. giving it to the capitalist. <laughs> yeah, and the cool thing is, like, it being my brand, where yeah. I am the brand, if I just think of something awful, like, like, like an offensive meme that is, like, anti-capitalist, <laughs> I just put it on a t-shirt right now. You can buy it in 10 minutes. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Boom. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, people, everyone in chat, uh, you know, if you, if you need to uh, get something off your chest in that way, be sure... <laughs> Here. Yeah, if it's if it's if it makes me laugh, I might make it if you want me to. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Logan said Matt's stuff is amazing. I'm not wearing one right now, but I have the "Crying is a Free Action" shirt and an angry socialist noise. <laughs> our, our our best shirt. Am I allowed to curse? Because that's what it is. Yes, you are. Yeah, we're uncensored so I, here, so awesome. it's fine. Yeah, our, our our number one selling item to this day is still the "Fuck Around and Find Out" flag. It Ooh. that is. Just chef's kiss. Just yeah, amazing. It's, yeah, it's so that yeah, that, that that's what kinda like put us on the map. We put that out and Reddit went nuts with it. And then um yeah, that's it's I still get random hits people that post it on Reddit and like, hey, check this out. This is this is wild. <laughs> and suddenly I'll see like a pen go out the door. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's really awesome. cool. That's fantastic. Now I absolutely just like I love your lo-fi albums and you can so from like 10 10 30 until 4 30 at night just Santa Ana wins just said nope to all power and then the power went on in the evening so I have a feeling it's a little bit of that residual situation happening so thank you California winds you're, you're you're really helping us out here and but and I, I mean that sarcastically not not literally uh no that's that's yeah so we're gonna do this we are still live i hope you guys are still with us thank you everyone who's still in the chat i appreciate you guys despite the connectivity issues uh yes hello stink palm welcome in we've been having some like little uh connection issues it's probably a result of the the, even though I've never heard of that before, moving to California where winds will mess your internet up and your power, but here we are. We're, we're doing it though. We're doing it live. So we're going to get back into it because I was just talking about your lo-fi albums, which you can find on Spotify. Um, and now I want to know as far as being a musician, 
was that a genre that you always knew you wanted to get into or, or you know, because, I mean, these are these are really wonderful beats and they are very just like they keep you chill, relaxed, like kind of where I'm able to get into the zone when I'm working. Uh, a lot of people sometimes use them for streams like I, I was doing previously. So I want to know kind of how you got more into the lo-fi versus maybe yeah. other genres. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I originally like I was always kind of like into music, but I was never good at it. Like in high school, like I played guitar because you know it's like the thing to do, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool thing to do too if you are a yeah. guitarist. I was bad at it. I was really bad at it. And then um, my wife's a musician. She plays violin. She's very good. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> um, and for for when I'm working on all these projects, as I'm always working, um, a long time ago I got into this program. I I, I signed up for like the beta of this program called. Uh, focus on demand or something like that i i have to save somewhere mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's in focus music and it's all scientifically crafted to help you uh focus on what it is that you're doing and they, they give you like this all these this little questionnaire of, uh, of of things to try to help you find things that match your mood and then after listening to that for years i kind of like figured out what my mood was and um and a friend of mine's gonna be like oh yeah this is cool it's kind of like lo-fi i'm like what's lo-fi <laughs> So he shows me it and I'm like, oh, I love all of this. And that's when I kind of got into it. And again, I'm not great at music. I, I, I have no musical training. I don't understand music theory. I can't read music. Um, but like, he's like, yeah, he pulls up like garage band and yeah. shows me like, yeah, he's like, you can, you can make a beat if you just like take these drums and uh, some of this, put some distortion on it. We'll, we'll put a little bit of raindrops on it. And uh, he made a beat in front of me in like eight minutes. I was like, well, I want to try that. So that's that's that's, that's kind <laughs> of where it's, where it's yeah. So so yeah. If YouTube doesn't like some of my videos, some of my music, it's because I used some of the uh, original sample drum beats that a lot of people use. That's that's all it is. Um, like oh yeah, someone used that same drum beat. Like man, it's a drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on YouTube, get it together. Yep. No, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So evolving on that uh, again, I'm getting a lot of help. With all of it and i had this magic keyboard that you just push a button and it would just make chords and it didn't even matter what order you pushed them in it would sound fantastic and that's kind of like that's that's where a lot of the sound of my second album came from and the third one i got a lot the newest one uh he bought it college dropout is i got yes. a lot of help with so i love that fun. name too bardic <laughs> college dropout is fantastic <laughs> uh thank you it's yeah uh, if, again, if he, it seems like anytime I attach myself to a project or something, something goes wrong with it, like your stream is <laughs> dropping out. And like, I mean, so I, I, I made the album and it released um, like a week and a half ago. And like the second I put it out and like the title is a little like nod to Kanye's old music. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I All totally right. understand. I think now, I think we are, yes. Okay, hello guys. So unfortunately the internet connection is kind of wonky, but I just wanna make sure that quickly before something like this happens again, that my wonderful guests will have to have Matt back on when there isn't that type of connection issue. So that way, obviously we can find out more, but you already gave us so much information about your amazing journey. So I appreciate you so much for being with us today. 
Um, but please let everyone know uh, where they can find you and also to any work that you can share um, that you're, you have coming up that people can um, check out. And thank you guys so much for, um, for staying in chat um, for as long as you guys did and, and bearing with us with the technical difficulties as well. Yeah, so uh, the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy the internet <laughs> and see if we can fix this. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm Matt uh, Dungeon Glitch on Twitter while that still exists. Um, <laughs> the thing that I work on the most right now that I'm most proud of is my newest lo-fi album. So if you wanna help me out, go pick out a track from the Bardic College dropout and add it to your favorite Spotify mix or really any mix that you listen to because it's available everywhere. This way, I don't know, it gets plays and you get to hear it. So hopefully it makes people happy because that's what I'm told it does. So. Yes, <laughs> and uh, please be sure um, I have all the information for uh, Matt that I just added to the chat. So be sure to follow uh, him on all the social medias and, and check out his amazing work. Uh, you know, we're going to wrap up today's uh, episode just because we want to avoid any other further little glitches. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to thank you guys again. Uh, just a reminder, we do have uh, GM Raven's uh, awesome Cyberpunk High Riders game tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So definitely be sure to tune in. Also, too, we have some awesome casting calls that are posted in our Discord. So be sure to check those out. Um, one for our amazing Coyote and Crow, who Logan in, in our chat um, is the storyteller for, story guide for, and also to a new cyberpunk red campaign that's going to be coming to our channel soon. Uh, that Stink Palm, who was also in chat earlier, is running. So definitely, definitely you want to uh, join us there. Uh, join our awesome community and uh, check us out there. And uh, I, again, I, I had such a fun time despite all the, <laughs> all the, the crazy technical issues that we had chatting and um, just getting to know you even better and hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the chat even if it was broken up into pieces you guys still enjoyed the pieces that you watched uh, we will try to make sure that we edit it all together for the YouTube so uh, thank you again and also to happy Native American Heritage Month everyone enjoy and please continue supporting amazing creators like Matt Joro here who's with us. Thank you guys. Until next time. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you. Cyber Nation on the